0: settle in and get ready for spoilers because this film is lit with their daughter out of town the cranks decide it's finally time to skip christmas much comedy ensues it's christmas with the cranks and this film is lit Hello and welcome back to This Film Is It, a podcast where we talk about movies that are based on books. It's our Christmas special. If you're listening to this on the day, it comes out. If you're listening to it on Christmas, thank you for joining us. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas or whatever holiday holiday you're celebrating this time of year. this, uh, We're doing Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> it's, it's a Patreon it's recommendation. Christmas. Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> Speaking of, if you want to support us, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash thisfilmislit and supporting us for 2 5 or $15 a month, or whatever amount you want. But those are our three levels. The reason we're doing Christmas with the Cranks right now is because one of our $15 patrons recommended it. Uh, it's based on the John Grisham novel, Skipping Christmas. We'll get into all those details here very shortly. But one of the perks of donating at the $15 level is you get priority recommendation. So you throw something out there we'll try to get to it asap as soon as possible we have a very long list lots of people recommend things but we can't always obviously can't get to everybody's recommend we would it, mm, it's impossible yeah. but if you're gonna support us for 15 bucks a month we'll uh look we'll at your stuff a little quicker because you know that's a thank you <laughs> to so, the
1: front of the line
0: capitalism <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so uh that's why we're doing skipping christmas uh slash christmas with the cranks Katie, we do not have a Guess Who this week. No. Uh, we can do a brief Let Me Sum Up, I guess. Um, so let's do that. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. So uh, the is, is it similar enough it's, that we can do yeah, one? Okay, I'll just do one real quick. Um, it's on Netflix. Uh, if you want to pause right now and go watch it, you can. I don't necessarily recommend it, but it might help you know some of the stuff yeah. we're going to talk about
1: maybe like read the wikipedia article if yeah. you don't feel like you got enough and yeah, watch the here. trailer yeah I don't know.
0: um but it's on netflix so you can watch it if you would like to but uh so christmas of the cranks is about a the luther or the crank family mm-hmm. uh the father of which is luther crank uh their daughter is and this is the movie and uh, hopefully similar in the book their daughter go is gonna be out of town for uh on like a peace corps mission Over Christmas, so they decide this year, Luther decides, hey, we should, instead of doing Christmas, we spend all this money on Christmas, we should just go on a Caribbean cruise and enjoy ourselves. So they decide to skip Christmas, hence the title of the book. A monkey wrench gets thrown in their plans, though, and the daughter decides she's coming home for Christmas, and they have to suddenly... uh, Well, also, first, before we get to that, this leads to much outrage amongst their neighbors and the people in the community, who are a big Christmas community. They're very upset at the cranks for skipping Christmas. They're a big part of the Christmas thing, in the town, so they're they're not happy about that. So there's a lot of hijinks with that. Uh, then when they find out their daughter's coming back for Christmas, so they have to cancel, basically cancel going on the cruise. They try to come to up with a Christmas cancel
1: program. their cancellation of Christmas. Yeah, lots uh, canceling yeah. going
0: on. <laughs> Hashtag cancel culture. Um, <laughs> so then they have to uh, re re put on Christmas. They, they the town comes together to help save the day. Put the Christmas party together for the daughter when she shows up with her new fiance. And then they learn a lesson? I don't know. We'll get to that eventually. But that's roughly...
1: We're going to get to that. That's
0: roughly the premise of what goes on here. So, we don't have a guess who, like you said, so we're going to get right into... What was that in the book? Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker of the Philosopher's Stone. What? Honestly, don't you two read... I got some questions. Uh, this is going to be a little more freeform. I don't really care about the answer to any of these because <laughs> this movie was stupid. And I know that you weren't a big fan of the book. So is that accurate?
1: That's accurate. Okay.
0: we'll get. Obviously, we'll get your uh, full opinions at the end of this episode and over the course of it. But yeah. are there names, because this is my first question, because the t- movie is titled Christmas with the Cranks, we talked about why they didn't call it Skipping Christmas mm-hmm. was because there was a movie coming out the same year titled surviving christmas so yes. the studio decided we got to come up with different names so they went with christmas with the cranks which makes me on wonder because it's a rather on the nose name the cranks mm-hmm. is that their name in the book
1: it is okay
0: yeah it's, they're just the cranks yes are there anybody is anybody's name crank
1: like in real life yes it's a I a good mean, question. probably, but it seems probably.
0: ridiculous. I don't buy it. Why
1: don't I just hop on over to Facebook and see? You gotta do I a get... quick... Uh, I'm gonna do a quick...
0: Look up Luther Crank. See if there is a real-life Luther Crank, or if you're just kay. gonna get, like, a parody account that's, like, Tim Allen <laughs> profile picture, you know what I mean? Crank.
1: There appears to be a Luther Crank who is Spanish, Maybe.
0: Oh, is it not an American? La- that would be interesting if it was a, yeah. a, a, a non-American or non-English last name that I just had never heard of. Because I've never heard of, you know, I've never met anybody with the name Crank
1: yeah, in my sort of limited
0: scope of life. I mean,
1: this could be a real person. It could also not be a real person. Yeah, you never it's know Facebook, with Facebook. after it could be, all.
0: could be a Russian bot. It
1: could be. <laughs> All
0: right, but uh, that is their name in the book, and that's really all that I was wondering. So, cool. Second question: the premise is the rough premise the same? I was kind of banking on it being so when we did the let me sum up. Mm. But so the premise in the movie, like I said, is the daughter goes out of town, so the the parents decide we're skipping Christmas because our daughter's not here. We're going to be sad when she's not here for Christmas. So screw it, we're just not doing Christmas. We're going on a cruise. Is that what happens? Yes,
1: exact same premise. uh, she joins the Peace Corps, she goes to Peru, they decide to skip Christmas and go on a cruise.
0: Okay, uh, speaking of that decision, how does that occur? Because in the movie, the way that occurs is a very, to me, felt like a very movie way of doing this. Of he's uh, Tim Allen is out, who plays Luther Crank, the father, is out running errands in the rain, mm-hmm. soaked to the bone, and he just comes across a glowing... Uh, display advertising caribbean cruises and he's like has his eureka moment Um, that what happens in the book no
1: okay uh during that rainy trip to the store he does start thinking about how nice it would be to skip christmas but there's no like aha moment with a billboard
0: okay but you see, he does crunch the numbers like he does. He's an accountant yeah. or whatever, yeah. or still in the because we never hear explicitly what he is at the.
1: Yeah, he's an accountant, but it
0: looks like he's an accountant in yeah. the movie based on the number crunching and stuff he's doing. Okay, so this scene's wild. This scene's <laughs> wild in the movie. Uh, he when he's he's going to they're having dinner. The mom and the dad. Uh, I say the mom and the dad. The two main characters, Luther and and now I can't remember her name. Nora. Nora. Crank or having dinner, and and loser decides he's gonna spring his idea for skipping Christmas on her in the film, and he says, "I have something for you," and he runs out of the room, and she thinks because of the way he said it, it makes mm-hmm. sense. She thinks she's about to get some, and yeah. she starts like she's like unbuttoning her blouse and like messing with her hair, and she's like getting real hot and bothered, and then he comes back in and starts playing caribbean music and dancing yeah and she's okay maybe it's is you know maybe we're doing a little thing maybe it's a little little, little role play sesh or something <laughs> like a real like offensive role play sesh <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he whips out his his his, his binder full of notes yes. about going on a caribbean cruise and uh It becomes very clear that's not the case it's a wild scene Mm -hmm. is that is that in the book
1: um this scene is the moment in the movie when i knew that we were in for a long couple of hours
0: oh and it is not in the book yeah that's a very i was like okay Great. I was
1: like, oh, this is what this is going to be. This is what cool. we're doing here. This is what we're doing.
0: She says it's not even Saturday, I think, at least yeah. three times in that yeah. scene. And I was like, this is some real
1: some middle aged white, middle-aged people, white shit. people shit. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: not
1: even Saturday. Yeah,
0: it's. it's. This is. Um, I mean, they know their audience. They're going for that, yeah. that audience. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's. I got some more notes about it and odds and ends in our general discussion uh, about some of the tropes that this movie trades on that are just mm. the worst. <laughs> and the um This is this is one of those, the the sexually unsatisfied middle aged middle aged couple. couple
1: that bones in the dark under the covers yeah. with their socks on.
0: Yeah. Fun. Mm. Do they cut out everything to do with christmas. I thought this was interesting in the movie and kind of silly is that in the movie so as he, when they decide they're going to do this this cruise his uh luther stipulation is well, we cut out everything related to christmas. We're not sending christmas cards, we're mm-hmm. not donating money to the charities which he caves on that which was I think we'll get to it, but I it was silly to me. But um uh we're not donating charities, we're not doing literally anything, we're not decorating nothing. Is that the yeah. kind of level of commitment yes, in the book. that is
1: the level of commitment in the book. Um, and the charity thing is similar. That's the only thing that he caves on. which But he
0: does put up a fuss about it a little bit in the book? A little bit, yeah. Okay.
1: And it, 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 in the book, it doesn't really make all that much sense either. Like, the kind of the reaction that I had to it was like, you guys could have done, like, a scaled-back Christmas, yeah. and this whole thing probably would have been way easier on you. Yeah. Because, like... What are you like? The big things that you're spending money on are, I assume, presents. Presents. Party, Part presents, party. Those are the two like big ticket things, yeah. I would think.
0: Yeah, and maybe if you're buying like new decorations or something, but sure. yeah, generally, but like, you don't have to buy you don't new have decorations
1: because no. you keep your Christmas decorations. You yeah. put out the same things every year, yeah. so you're not paying for a party. You're not paying for gifts because your daughter's in Peru.
0: Yeah, and well, you at can, least for her. Get, yeah,
1: well, you can you can agree not to buy each other
0: gifts. Yeah, and, and there's a there's an allusion in the movie to that like he's not getting gifts for like his co workers or whatever, which is sure. weird and he, not weird. Like it's nice to get some of your coworkers something. Yeah. Maybe depending on the situation, it, you know, you, you suss out the dynamic of your workplace and whether or not. Right. That's, he doesn't seem like a boss. He's an accountant. It yeah. seems weird. I guess he has a secretary. Yeah, he has a
1: secretary. So like, he should. Yeah, get getting something for your secretary. You she get her something gift.
0: regardless of what they're doing. But for like,
1: Christmas. here's like the thing is, is that you could scale back and not spend nearly as much money. As he said that they spend.
0: Yeah, six thousand yeah. dollars in the movie. I don't know if that's a similar number or if it's even really mentioned in the book, but And
1: that would have been way easier on you guys. Yeah. Cause your neighbors wouldn't have pitched a fit.
0: Which we'll get to. We'll I get still to that. fuck their it's fuck their neighbors. It's crazy nonsense, uh, the way this movie presents it. Um but yes. Like,
1: I agree. I'm just saying if you wanted a relatively stress-free christmas. Yeah, that's I feel true. Feel like scaled back is actually the way to go.
0: That is very true that if they if their goal actually was to like spend not as much money and to like reduce the amount of stress yeah. involved, you just you do a couple of you do, you do some you of the do little some things, of the stuff, but
1: and not all of the stuff because I mean we'll we'll get to the neighbors. I don't want to talk about it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the it is the reality of the situation that if you decided to skip Christmas, you would have to spend the entire season explaining that to everyone. True. Which I would personally find exhausting.
0: Very, very true. Yeah. I, it is true. And I think the thing that's most frustrating about that is that and and we'll get to it like like you said, is that the the book and the movie both don't seem to be have, have any commentary about that being the case like th- this would be a very interesting book and movie to me if the point of the book in the movie, at least to some extent, was how ridiculous it is that you would have to explain to every person you met. All cr- all winter, yeah. why you're like not doing Christmas this year. Yeah, but we'll get to that. It's yeah, just, we'll, but, we'll, but that's we'll not it. the point. So in that case, it, I don't understand the sort of weird, like complete cutoff of Christmas that occurs. At least in the movie, without ever having read the book, in the movie there doesn't seem to be enough uh, explanation or setup for why that's the case, right. yeah, or why they decide to do that. Uh, in the movie, there's a scene they they're go since they're going on a cruise. Tim Allen decides they need to go tanning, mm. and he buys them the little the swims the literal swimsuits from the billboard. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, that the people in the billboard were wearing, and there it's a very small bikini and like a speedo Speedo thing that he's wearing. Uh, Horrifying! It's yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis is like squeezed (laughs) in this tiny bikini, and they go to the tanning salon to get a to get a tan for their cruise or whatever. And it's a whole scene. It's a whole thing. It's it. I just want to know if that whole debacle is in the book. (laughs)
1: No, it, she does have a tiny bikini that she goes tanning in. Like both go tanning, um, and she does bump into the priest at the mall. But those two things don't collide in the same way that okay. they do in the
0: movie. But she, so she bumps into the priest in the mall, but not wearing the bikini.
1: She's wearing it, but she's wearing it under her clothes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So she's like very uncomfortable, but it's not like a. It's not like a weird voyeuristic. Yeah creepy. Yeah. That scene was horrid. I
0: hated it. It is it is horrid, and it's all... Oh, I, it, it, It's interesting that it's at least somewhat in the book, because I thought they may have added that whole thing just because they're like, we, we need some sex appeal in this yeah. film. Let's put Jamie Lee Curtis in a bikini that doesn't fit her.
1: They were like, just take the scene and make it gross.
0: Yeah. <laughs> take this, make it gross. <laughs> Boom. And then, uh... <laughs> A criscoed up Tim Allen comes out. <laughs> oh, so
1: upsetting! And he's upsetting. wearing the speedo. So you upsetting. You see everything. I'm so upset, and you guys. It, I I'm so upset.
0: Swear to God, they airbrushed abs onto him. Did they? I swear, because there's no way that man has abs know. with his physique in this film. But I swear to God, there's like it's like it's like a 300 level. Like they airbrushed oh on some God. lines to like get. It, it looks like it to me. I could be wrong, but. It's, I'm
1: so upset, you guys. It's
0: Not a great, not a not great. It's not great. Um so, another thing I was wondering about, all the cartoon nonsense in this film. There's not a ton, but there's a couple things that yeah. happen that are like these weird we, This is like when we talked about in um uh the the I love you or no. Um the The Netflix one we watched, uh, where she sends the letters.
1: Oh, to all the boys I loved. To before. all the boys
0: I've loved before. I was getting confused with uh, Simon one. Oh you...
1: yeah, love yeah. Simon. Love
0: Simon. In that movie, they had some like weird, like sort of like surreal cartoon elements that mm-hmm. like just like occurred a couple times. And this one's similar. And in this one, it's like he hoses that uh, Luther hoses down the front sidewalk to like keep. The, the carolers off yeah. their front off their porch or whatever from singing
1: and he also apparently hates the mailman yeah
0: and he also for yeah, no reason hates the that mailman we're privy to because he does uh, see the mailman fall and like laughs about it which yeah. makes no sense but he uh, so so he sprays down the the front sidewalk and all the carolers show up again and they all f- slip sliding everywhere and then his wife goes out and slide like like uh like she's doing a slip and slide down yeah. the sidewalk and everybody's fine but it's like this big slapstick moment and then she looks over and the cat the neighborhood cat apparently also got sprayed has been frozen in place and has you know just its eyes are like its cartoon eyes are moving and i was like wait a second wait where did this come from is that none
1: of that is in the book (laughs) it's
0: it's not it's not good it's not good it's not good it's not good the botox scene Maybe the worst scene in the movie. Um, that's a tough, stiff competition, but if it's really not. It is. Uh, uh, Luther, before their cruise, decides he wants to get some Botox done, so he goes to get Botox. Yeah. And that also shaves half of his eyebrows off for some reason. I don't understand what's going I don't, on there.
1: I couldn't tell if they were supposed to be a little bit shaved or if it was just like... They were cranked up because of the Botox. I don't know. I don't know.
0: But anyways, he's he gets Botox and now he can't control his face. He can't Mm -hmm. do things. So he's like eating, and they're because they're at like a lunch or something. He's like trying to eat and drink, and everything's just falling out of his mouth. And it's just Tim Allen doing gross food improv for like a whole scene. And I,
1: I hated it.
0: Is is that in the book? No, it's not. Okay really upset that they added
1: that <laughs> at no point is botox ever even mentioned in this book okay so books better that's it boom
0: there you go so we we spoke earlier about some of the gross tropes that are in this movie mm-hmm. um you know or gross some of them are gross some of them just like ugh, tired and old and blah um this one's a gross trope uh, Luther has a like a horrifying obsession with his daughter's sexuality When yep. she he finds out that she is potentially sleeping with a man Now keep in mind, she's co- easily she's college po- age She's
1: like just post-college, I think
0: Post-college age, she's yeah. early 20s yeah. probably And she's on a way of the Peace Corps And she calls and says she's coming home and bringing her boyfriend and he's losing his mind over the idea that his his daughter was possibly sleeping with a man, mm-hmm. and he and he can't nope, uh, grow can't have that. Can't have my daughter being an, a, per, a human person. I, no, I'm can't a, have I that. am a man. Can't have my daughter <laughs> being a real human person. Uh, he loses his mind over it. Uh, well, first off, it's like my least favorite trope ever. Uh, second off, it's even grosser because it's so clearly it's so like. Steeped in like reality like it's Not it's yeah. one of those tropes that's not like a Just a weird movie thing that like Nobody understands why oh, it's no. a movie Thing that
1: is a real thing yeah, absolutely that Affects a lot of real people Oh
0: yeah that's the thing it's one of those tropes it's like You know it's like like we were talking about like with the Like high school movies where it's always the vice Principal and like we were trying yeah. to figure out if that is Really even a thing or whatever and some people Said yeah but like a lot of people are like what I Don't know this one is like a trope that's Absolutely a real thing Is that? This is one of those havoc wreaking tropes. Oh, it's it's the worst. It's the I I, look. I don't have kids, but I I, so I don't know. But it's the grossest thing to me in the entire universe that you wouldn't that that you would be that worried about the fact that your adult that your children honestly like of any like reasonable age are are engaging in in a pivotal part of human life. Let alone someone who's a straight up adult. Is wild to me And I I don't get it And I hate it But anyways is that in the book
1: <laughs> um, There probably is Knowing this book But I can't think of anything specific That happened So nothing awful enough For it to stick out in my memory um, I was also distracted by the racism Oh so there's so, racism in the book Oh is there
0: There's only like the tiniest bit in the movie not not even really that much it's like he's you get the vibe that tim allen is distrustful of her boyfriend in part because he is peruvian yeah but specifically more like he's, he's like he's a communist or whatever he
1: says like there's a uh there's one point in the movie where he talks about how the She's with people in the rainforest who like worship trees. Oh, uh, okay. Which yeah. is paraphrased from something in the book. Okay. And then I, later on he says something about them sleeping in huts.
0: Okay. That's interesting, because I actually took the, the 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 uh the that the tree line about uh worshipping trees. I wasn't even thinking about that being a slight at the indigenous people. I was thinking yeah. that being a, like a, a weird insult at like the peace Corps of like being full of hippies like tree huggers oh, you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what i like but yeah. i think you're probably right that it will yeah okay so well oof. okay racism right yeah great. we'll
1: get to that more later cool. i want to read some bits from the book
0: oh boy can't wait uh do they have to scramble to put a party together within a few hours uh, when they find out their daughter's showing up because they were planning to leave on christmas day so they weren't doing it obviously they canceled christmas but, no, she's coming back. They're like, oh, we
1: gotta throw a party together. Uh,
0: is that in the book? Yes. Okay.
1: That is the third act of the book.
0: Okay, it's the third act of the movie. And that third act is a very long act. It's a very it's like, long it's third like, act. It's like two-thirds of the movie is yeah. the third act of this movie. It's yeah. weird. Does he try to borrow a tree from his neighbor? Yes. Because he can't buy a tree in the movie. He goes to buy a tree. Obviously, it's Christmas Eve. They're all gone. He right. gets like a terrible one, and then he has to go borrow a tree. He tries to... Like, he goes to his neighbors like, hey, I need your tree. You're going out of town. Give me your tree. That's in the. So that, yeah, you that said, scene
1: is mostly the same.
0: It's real dumb. It's not smart. I mean, I know this is like sort of your classic, like, fun holiday movie hijinks. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously this stuff's, you know, it, it's 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 intentionally, like, over the top. But it's just, like, go go by it. Like you said, like, yeah. time to go get an artificial tree. Yeah
1: time to get you on down to the mall just go to the just go get you an artificial tree
0: they don't run out of those so much yeah i mean and they might be out of some of them but you'll find at least one it's yeah. like yeah it's stupid so this neighborhood has this whole crazy cult thing where they all put frosty on the snowman on their roof in uh-huh. the movie uh, and they all have to do it or else they get they, they get, get in, exiled they get from trouble. the yeah they get exiled from the community yeah <laughs> And the way that Tim Allen goes about doing this once he decides they need to decorate for Christmas for their daughter is he ties a noose around Frosty's neck and mm-hmm. hauls it onto the roof hand over hand with a with a rope, and it's the stupidest thing that you could do, uh, and this results in him falling off the roof. Is that in the book, that whole scene?
1: He does fall off the roof trying to put Frosty up there, um, but there is no noose. Okay,
0: does he get caught in the rope when he's yes, falling? Yes,
1: he does get caught in rope. So that's the rope like the same. dangle. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because I felt like they really missed an opportunity. Now, I guess if they wanted to do the, like, he gets caught in the rope, they, they would have had to figure out a more elaborate way to do this scene. But I felt like they really missed an opportunity here to have him pulling up Frosty, and then it falls. And then as all the neighbors run over, he literally, like, Lynch's Frosty oh, yeah. fr- Like I mean it's yeah. Dark and crazy But like it could be funny Like in a weird dark way I don't think it would but fit But it
1: in- is Maybe the type of thing That this movie Might have tried though. I think
0: Because I think you could do it In a way Like in the right kind of movie I think it could be done In a really like Yeah if, if the if the overall like Humor of this movie Was completely different I think it could be Really funny
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, It would just be like In poor taste In this film But like it, Yeah If he had like Hung Frosty from the roof on accident. I thought it was like what I was expecting to happen, but actually mm-hmm. Frosty just falls off the roof and explodes, but then they have another one. I don't well, know. Well,
1: everybody they, has one. So did they, they just get, get one, borrow, from yeah, they one from somebody else's house? Oh, okay, other, I didn't remember. Another what, one of the houses. Right. There you go. I guess one that is not clearly visible, so it doesn't matter if they have a frosty or not. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Do in the book do the terrifying culty neighbors end up saving the day? Are they the heroes of our story?
1: Yes. The whole neighborhood wow. comes together to throw a party.
0: Oh, gotta talk about this later.
1: Okay. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. We gotta talk. We're about gonna this talk about it
0: because they're the okay. All right, that's a weird. I don't. Do we go on a side mission in the book or in the movie? Uh, the there's some cops that have been involved in the film, played by uh, Cheech Marin and and uh, can't remember his name. Um, the crazy guy's son. Anyways, doesn't matter. Gary Busey's son. Oh. It's uh, Jake Busey. It's played by Cheech Marin and Jake Busey, the cops in the movie. Uh, and they have to go pick up the daughter from the airport, and they need to stall mm-hmm. because the party's not set up yet. So mm-hmm. they, like, go driving around, and they end up getting a call and going and finding a burglar, and it's this whole crazy side nonsense in the last 30 minutes of the movie. They're like, what is happening? Is that in the book, any of that stuff? No, none of that stuff. So then the by... The extension, there's a moment later in the movie where Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle unhandcuffs said burglar, who then goes into the party and steals stuff for a plot that literally does not matter. Like, none of this matters.
1: Yeah. Does none of matter? it matters, and it's not in the book.
0: Okay, cool. This one I want to know. Marty the Mystery Guest. This is probably my favorite thing in the movie. Like the One of the only things that I found legitimately funny was this guy that uh, Nora runs into at the liquor store who like seems to know her and she doesn't know who he is, but she invites him to the Christmas party anyways because at the time she, no, nobody's coming, so she's just kind of desperately asking anybody. And he's kind of a weird, quirky character. And then he shows up at the party and still nobody knows who he is, mm-hmm. but he's like this still really interesting character who speaks... Uh, I guess, do they speak Peruvian? I actually don't know if it's peruvian or i don't know, I don't know. he speaks whatever language yeah. enrique speaks which i think is peruvian but i could be wrong um and uh and so they're like talking and then they sing uh, maybe it's just spanish because it sounds like spanish it's probably an offshoot it's probably a similar anyways doesn't matter <laughs> um because the christmas song they sing in the movie sounds vaguely spanish yeah. like because they're, they're saying like Feliz something you know you know um anyways uh <laughs> he uh He's like, he speaks Spanish, he plays guitar, he's like, all these different things, it's really interesting, and nobody knows who he is, and then the reveal at the end is stupid. I really wish they hadn't had that part, and he was just this weird guy who shows up, but I really thought that his whole, like, little side plot was actually pretty funny. Is that from the book?
1: Well, you would have liked the version of this in the book, then, because it is exactly the same. Except that his reveal does not happen the way that it does in the movie. That's much better. He's just a guy from the neighborhood.
0: So his reveal in the movie is, uh, and and we'll kind of talk about it here in a second. His reveal in the movie is that he was the Santa Claus on the street in the beginning who was trying to sell uh, an umbrella to Tim Allen. Yeah. And then he shows up at the end of the movie with an umbra- like with an umbrella and beats down the, the burglar. It's all nonsense, but like he was oh, you're that Santa? That's who you are. I don't know how that explains how he knows who they are. It doesn't really
1: No. Honestly <laughs> when I was reading the book and his his little uh kinda side plot offshoot was going on, um, I was thinking to myself, if this was a different book and there was more of the book left. This could actually be about to get interesting. Cause you could take that to a really dark place. Oh, like
0: a serial killer? Yeah. yeah. Cause he
1: just like knows who their daughter oh, is. Yeah. I would as a mother, I would have found that intensely creepy. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I thought it was a, fu- a funny trope in the sense that like or not trope, but I thought it was a funny little thing in the movie in the sense that like like I, again, like I said, I thought it was like the only thing that was like I actually found genuinely funny. Was that, you know, that it's a thing that you can kind of identify with of, like, being at a party and, like, there's a guy there who everybody, nobody really knows, but he seems to know people and you're not sure. There must be somebody that knows him, but you don't know, like... And just the way the guy plays that role in the movie was very funny to me. Like, he's very strange Mm -hmm. and just kind of off-putting, but also... And then, like, the turn, because you get that vibe in the movie initially, is like, is this guy going to murder them all? Yeah, And then that turn (laughs) of him being, like, this really sweet guy who, like is very friendly with Enrique and they, like, bond and, like, he's, yeah. like, talking. Like, I was, like, I really enjoyed that little side plot. It was, like, again, like, the only thing that I I thought was, like, good in the movie was that <laughs> little, like, strange subplot, but... Okay, big question, and we don't have to get all into it here, but I just want to touch on it because what's the, what's the moral of this book? Because the moral of this movie makes no fucking sense. His wife says at the end of the movie... I was hoping everyone coming together... She says this to Luther. I was hoping everyone coming together to help us... after This is at the end of the... After the party. Would make you start thinking of others and not just yourself. And that... I feel like hasn't really been the case in the movie the whole time. Like, Tim Allen's character in this movie... He wants... He... Because their daughter's not going to be there and he realizes he is. I honestly think the movie portrays him as thinking more about his wife almost than anything else, at least for part of it, because his whole plan is 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 because his wife's really depressed and upset about the idea of doing Christmas without their daughter there yeah. for the first time ever. And he goes, hey. Maybe what we do, instead of doing that and being sad that she's not here, maybe we just don't do that stuff. We save some money mm-hmm. and we go enjoy a Christmas we go enjoy a cruise together. Like just the two of us. It'll be great. And she yeah. seems really excited about it. And it seems like they're gonna have a great time. And he even has moments in the movie, which is really weird too, where he's like eventually he kind of becomes a dick about it because he's Tim Allen and he can't yeah. not do that. But in the <laughs> beginning, in the beginning we'll get more on that, more on that later. But in the, in the beginning, he's even, like, really cool about it in general, like, at work. Like, he writes up that letter, yeah. and he says in the letter, like, look, I'm not going to say, don't, I'm not telling anybody else, don't do, I'm, go ahead, celebrate Christmas, enjoy yourself. I'm not going to, like, you know, be weird if you come up to me and say Merry Christmas. I'm just not, not doing, we're not doing it this year. We're not, we're not doing presents. We're not, you know, all that stuff. We're just not doing it. Uh, we're going to go on a cruise, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to take some time for herself." And everybody loses their goddamn minds about it. Yeah. And the, and the moral of the movie is like, you're so selfish. And I, I felt like I was like a crazy person. Like he wasn't that selfish like this. They've been doing this for 30 years. You know, they're like in their 40s or whatever. They've been doing this their whole life mm-hmm. and they want one time to not do it. And all of a sudden he's the most selfish person in the whole damn world. And I just was like, oh, what? That I, This is a stupid message. Like it's. It doesn't make any sense. Is that the same message in the book? Like what? All
1: right. So the answer is yes and also no because it is kind of the same in the book where I think I think the message gets garbled because if this was supposed to be like an indictment of like capitalist christmas and the way that everybody gets kind of insane about christmas then that message gets the rug pulled out from under it at the end right when everybody like comes together we have to have
0: all the traditional trappings of christmas or this isn't christmas yeah
1: yeah right that gets the rug pulled out from under it um but also it doesn't really work as like a asshole grinchy thing for all of the reasons that you said, yeah,
0: and also it, we'll get to it even more, but because also he doesn't even, well, I'll get to it in a second, but he also doesn't even he he, I, I have and it in my which, general list right, about it a and
1: which is even more garbled in the book because in the movie by the end of it he does become quite a bit of an asshole.
0: Yeah, at times, yeah, for sure. There are elements of things that he yeah. does that are he's an asshole, yeah.
1: But that's not really the case in the book, yeah. Now, the other difference in the book is that there is a slight difference in the way that the book portrays the neighbors versus how the movie does. Um, I think the movie, like, there's still, like, weird moments in the book of, like you guys are a little too obsessed with Christmas. Yeah. Like, you're too into this, and the way that you're acting is weird. But the movie, like, kind of cranks that up to 11.
0: Right, because of course it does. Yeah. For the comedy.
1: So where, you know, in the book, you could kind of read it as like... Oh, he thinks his neighbors are assholes and they're kind of weird, but maybe a lot like, of this is in his head right. and like it's more about how he's perceiving them yeah. than about like how they actually feel about the situation. But in the movie you can't really do that.
0: They try I think they try to do that because there's that whole scene with the with the kid with Dewey where where Dewey's like Oh, all that stuff, like, where, where Tim Allen t- tackles a seven-year-old or whatever, yeah, right? and and the kid is like, uh, oh, all that stuff about Frosty, we were just joking, like, where we were, like, standing outside your house yelling at you for hours and pounding signs into your lawn and prank calling you over and over and over again. It was just pranks, bro. Yeah. And, like, I think we're supposed to be like, oh, he was making a bigger deal out of it than it was, but it doesn't... It doesn't sell, like, I'm just like, no, it seems like you guys were being crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah.
1: So, I'm not sure what the message of this story is. I don't think John Grisham knew what the message was. And then subsequently, I don't think Chris Columbus or Joe Roth knew what the message was. Yeah.
0: So, oh, it gets so muddy, and we'll talk about it a little more when yeah. it gets to my odds. It's and ends. so muddy, but it's it's like it just and 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 there's a third act that the third act makes literally no sense because it just it it, it pretends that a character's motivations were something different than they were the whole time. It feels like where it's like mm-hmm. again, Tim Allen's motivations were. I, I don't want my wife to be sad about the daughter not being here, and I want to do something for us. And then it turns that into he hates everybody and only thinks about himself. And it's like well, that. What? Yeah. That's not what's been occurring. Like most of this film, I don't understand. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it more in a few minutes. Does he give the cruise? So ultimately, they can't go on the cruise because their daughter's going to be there, and he gives the cruise to the neighbors. Uh, across the street, who his uh, this is a, uh, this old guy he doesn't really like, and his wife who has cancer and her cancer mm-hmm. has come back recently and chances she's not going to live a whole lot longer. And he goes, he finally decides, okay, I'm going to give them the cruise, let them take the cruise. Is that in is that in the book? Yes, it is. So yeah. he does give it to them. Yes, he does. Okay, I also thought it was very strange that this movie acts like this is some giant sacrifice for him mm-hmm. that this is like the he's he he like thinks about it for so long mm-hmm. and he even when he gets in there and he's going to give it to him he's like it's the vacation of a lifetime he explained in the beginning of the movie that this cruise costs three thousand dollars yes for a 10-day all-inclusive cruise yes.
1: half as much as they usually half spend as much half christmas. as much
0: as they usually spend just on christmas p.s when you watch this movie these people are clearly fucking loaded
1: Right. They They're, all live in McMansions. They
0: live in giant mansions in in a very fancy suburb of Chicago. Yeah. And they and they act like three thousand dollars is like this huge charity that he like this huge sacrifice that he's making and it's this big deal and it's again, if it it's ridiculous. Rich people. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like it's like $3,000 to this guy seemingly He works at like It seems like he works at like a, either, either a big fancy law firm mm-hmm. Or a big fancy like uh, Some sort of like uh, Financial company It says something in associates on the wall Yeah I don't know if it's a law firm Or whatever It could be Yeah like I said Financial company yeah. it could be anything But some sort of big fancy Thing in the city In Chicago Yeah And he's like A higher up accountant For this company It's $3,000 $3,000 is a shit ton of money To us Three thousand dollars is not a shit ton of money to people that live in a house like that outside of Chicago. No, it's just not. It's just not.
1: And I think the I think the movie amps that up a little bit based on what the book is. Like, I, if they're still very well off in yeah. the book, like they're doing fine. I do think that the movie maybe like blew that up a little. Yeah, but not much.
0: Yeah, it's- not much. I think the thing is that I think that they wanted the big, like crazy houses for yeah. the decoration. Yeah, and for they the wanted hijinks a, like, big and for the big Home Alone
1: house. And
0: for the, just for the, for the uh, look of the movie. But then they didn't realize that. Obviously, these people, in order to be living there, would have to be making a very well ha, mm-hmm. good amount. Again, for it to be right outside of Chicago, because right. he just drives into Chicago yeah. downtown every morning. And she doesn't work. And she doesn't work.
1: She does like charity work and housewife stuff. Yeah. Which is the same in the book. She does not work.
0: Yeah. And so, like, clearly this house is very, very expensive. And it's it's just, it's $3,000. Like, it's, I yeah. mean, again. For most people, that's a lot of money. For some people, for these kind of people, it's still like not nothing,
1: right? But it's
0: not like this is the this is the this is this is the vacation of a lifetime. People like that spoilers take three thousand dollar vacations like every year, yeah, like every literally every year. I mean, well, they could afford to take three thousand dollar vacations. Yeah, whether or not they do is you know like if they don't have time or whatever. But like, yeah, uh, drove drove me crazy. Anyways, eat the rich. Eat the rich. <laughs> Heard it here on Christmas. Uh finally, in the end of the movie, uh, we talked about Marty earlier. He turns out he's actually Santa. Maybe, maybe. And, or or we're all high at the end on pe- Peyote. <laughs> he gets in his VW bug and drives away to go sell umbrellas to people in the snow because that's when people buy umbrellas is when it's snowing. I hate this movie. Um, <laughs> and he, he gets in the car and he drives away and then hey, the camera pulls back to a big sky shot to reveal the cult town that these people live in with their mm-hmm. cookie color. It, I, they could have started playing the little Tiki-Tak house song thing um, from what you might call it. Uh, And then the camera pulls back, and then he flies past the camera. His VW bug is now being towed by reindeer. Turns out he's really Santa, maybe.
1: I told you that we were getting close to the end of the movie. I was like, we're not getting out of this without, uh, he was the real Santa. He
0: was actually Santa. He was
1: actually Santa. A little wink
0: and a nose touch to the camera, and then flies away in his VW bug towed by reindeer. Is that Um, in the book? That is not in the book. Okay, cool. Moving on! That's <laughs> it for was that in the book. So many things. Let's talk about what was better in the book. You like to read? Oh yes, I love to read. What do you like to read?
1: Everything. My better in the book is mostly complaints about the movie. Cool. We already covered a lot of this, so I think I can scoot through this pretty quickly okay. for you guys. I could really I could really skip the weird almost sex scene. Where he sells her on the cruise. Yeah. Talked about it. Don't want to rehash it. Nope. But really could have done without it. One of Nora's friends supports their decision to skip Christmas. um, When she's, there's a short scene in the movie where she's talking to her friends at like a restaurant. Um, And similarly, one of them is like, Gasp, how could you skip Christmas? (sighs) But the other one is like, You know what? (laughs) Yeah. That's a good call. Um, so I thought that was you know Yeah,
0: that's interesting. It adds yeah. a different element to her. It's not like everybody. Like there's at least one, a couple people who are like, Yeah, fine. Do yeah. what I, do what you want.
1: <laughs> the scene where she's driving and the neighbor's like clinging to her car and then he like leaves his Dan gloves Ackroyd. behind yeah. and it's a weird scene. I didn't like it.
0: It's a, it's it, it it's one of those scenes that escalates to the point of I mean, a lot of the scenes in this movie escalate to the point of non-believability, but that's yeah. one of the ones that's just like what what are we yeah. doing here?
1: Yeah. Like, what do you want me to get out of this? Yeah. Um speaking of scenes like that, um uh, making the ice slick in the front yard and then all the slipping and sliding around and especially the frozen cat.
0: Yeah, the frozen cat is
1: <sighs> Like this movie had a lot of that kind of cartoony over the top cheesy like comedy that I just don't really care for like I don't I don't think it works. Yeah.
0: You know what here's the here's the thing that I think is wild to me is that I think they could do that exact same thing and get the or a similar thing and get a a laugh that felt earned and felt just like more real is let's say it's one night late and we see Tim Allen has has a bit has some whiskey and so he's a little tipsy and mm. he's out spraying de- it's just after like the carolers have been on his lawn harassing him or the neighbors have been on the lawn harassing him and so he's one night late, he's been drinking a little bit. He's like, you know what? Fuck them. And he goes and he sprays down the the uh, the sidewalk because he's mm-hmm. like, there, teach them to come up here. And then the next day, he walks out because he forgot he did it yeah. and slips and eats it and falls down, you know, yeah. and slides down and eats it. Or, or, and then he's like, oh, and, or if you don't want to do that, or he sees the mailman fall. But instead of being like, ha, 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 like he is in the movie, he's like, oh, shit, I should... And then, like, the next scene is him, like, scraping the ice up. you know what I mean? Like, so he's, like, a normal human being. Like, I feel like you could still get that joke... That laugh that you want from somebody slipping and like the joke of that and blah 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 blah, but also have it feel like because then you can also that you could that little moment feeds into the idea of like you know we've all done stupid things like that when we're a mm-hmm. little tipsy and we're like huh, this is a good idea and then the next day like, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> like I feel like that you know uh, I feel like that's how you do something like that in a way that's like relatable and feels real as opposed to where the movie he's like a cartoon villain for some reason all of a sudden. Yeah, stupid.
1: I agree. Um, the Botox scene we talked about.
0: Yeah, it's the worst. It's
1: the worst. Um, why did they have to have him eating? Was it not enough for his face to just be stiff and terrifying? Why did there have to be peaches falling out of his mouth?
0: Because comedy. We get to watch don't Ken like it. improv eat for... I don't
1: like it. I did not consent... <laughs> having that scene play out before
0: me they need to play a. Uh, they needed a, a title card before that scene that says are, are you ready to view a movie that could possibly hurt you <laughs> or a scene in a movie that, that could possibly damage you <laughs> or, are you in the right headspace to watch a scene in a movie that could possibly cause you harm
1: I hated it <laughs> I hated it so much Okay, moving on. Um, This is not really that big of a thing, but I have it on here because something about it just didn't sit right with me. I could have done without the ham getting run over by a semi. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just, like... I don't know.
0: That was fine. I didn't have any problem with that. It was a little cheesy, but whatever.
1: Yeah. The last minute side story with the cops. That's so it is. They were like, the cops are like oh, we have to stall. And I was like, the movie is stalling.
0: Absolutely.
1: Why is the movie stalling?
0: It hit 135 because this movie is like one minute or one hour and 35 minutes long. And that side plot gets them that extra five or six minutes that they needed to break the 90 minute mark. Yeah.
1: <sighs> um, okay. So the end of this, I, I liked the movie's choice of having him walk outside and, like, consider the two different tableaus of, like, the party going on in one house and, like, his sad, cancer-ridden neighbors in the other house. But I didn't... I didn't like the whole thing that we talked about where he's, like, still insisting that they can go and then Nora has to yell at him and accuse him of being selfish, and the, the abrupt heel turn at the end does not work. It makes no in sense. The
0: movie, No, it doesn't. I, I'm glad because this is what I want to talk about again. I, it makes literally no sense because the thing that's wild to me is that. So on top of all what I said earlier about like his motivation doesn't seem all that selfish for most of the movie. When he does start being a jerk in the middle. Mm-hmm. Sure, I get it. But then. From the moment he finds out his daughter is coming home. He's like fully on board with like trying to get this Christmas thing together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not like objecting to it really. He's not like, right. no. He's like, I mean, oh, like okay. He's not
1: thrilled about it, but. But he's
0: going, he's doing yeah, this stuff. Doing he's he's doing trying it. to get a Christmas tree. He's trying to, he, he's, he's going through so much that he's trying to steal a neighbor, not steal, but like borrow a Christmas tree from the neighbor and like all this nonsense. And he seems into it and he's excited to see his daughter. And then they show up and then like all of a sudden he's like, but I really want to go on that cruise. Yeah. And she has to, like, berate him about it. And it's like, wait, what's going... It felt like it just... The motivation was just, like, so wishy-washy.
1: Yeah, I do think... I think it works a little better in the book. I think in the book, he's he has a lot of pride throughout the first part of the book. Yeah. Which is maybe that thematic element that I was not thinking of earlier when we were trying to talk about... Like what the point of this book is. I don't really think pride is the point of this book, but he does have a lot of pride in like the decision that he's made. Yeah. And I, I think accepting that help from his neighbors in his moment of need humbles him a little. Yeah. And and he's able to kind of step back and, and say, maybe they're not that bad. Right. The yeah, neighbors. But, yeah, they, the yeah. neighbors. Maybe they're not as bad as I think they are. Yeah. And it, it it's very it's a very quiet kind of moment in the book, and yeah. I, I think it works better yeah. than it does in the movie because he doesn't still insist <laughs> that they can go on that cruise.
0: Cool. All right, that was it for Better in the Book. Let's talk about what was better in the movie. My life has taught me one lesson, Hugo, and not the one I thought it would. Happy endings only happen in the movies.
1: We talked about him seeing the billboard. It is a very movie moment, but I think there's something to be said for giving him some... giving the audience some kind of clear inciting incident.
0: Yeah, I mean, it works well in a movie It works well in a movie in a visual medium,
1: yeah. Um, And in the book, that decision all, like, happens in his head. Yeah. Which would be kind of boring to watch. Like, he basically... He starts thinking about how nice it would be to skip Christmas and then we see him crunching the numbers and in the next scene he like goes to a travel agency. Right. Which would not have been particularly interesting in the movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's semi-interesting to have Nora already be starting on Christmas when yeah. he floats this idea to her because that's not the case in the book. They haven't really started doing anything yet. Yeah. Oh, Tim Allen's character being annoyed that his daughter joins the Peace Corps makes so much sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. It makes
1: so much sense. It really does. And that element I didn't feel like was particularly present in the book.
0: I think it, this is before we knew Tim Allen was an asshole, but not too long before. It makes <laughs> so much sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, did you catch the Ghostbusters reference? Well, I caught the yeah. other one
0: that we talked about in the prequel. I don't yeah. think I caught this one though.
1: The yeah, the um Con, Con Ed was it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, later that in the movie in when the they when the power goes out, yeah. him and Dan Aykroyd are in the basement, and Tim Allen says uh he turns to Dan Aykroyd as he's messing with the breakers and he goes, Do you know anybody at Con Ed? Which in Ghostbusters two the, the Ghostbusters pretend they're from Con Ed when they're, mm-hmm. like, working in the sewers or whatever. Yeah, so.
1: um, but there was another one earlier that I was a little surprised wasn't in the trivia. Yeah, Because um, I felt like it was a way more obvious it is. Um, call out to Ghostbusters. Um, when we're initially introduced to Dan Aykroyd's character um, and Nora's, like oh, he's going to be upset or something like that. And Tim Allen's like, who's he going to call?
0: Uh, I missed that. Yeah, you missed reason. that? I missed that. I don't know how <laughs> I missed that, but I missed it. There you go.
1: The movie made the change of having Enrique and Blair know each other in college before they went to Peru, rather than having met in Peru and know each other for, like, less than a month before getting engaged.
0: Well, see, it's funny because I felt like the movie went did both. The movie... Because at one point they said, she's like, Blair, Blair's like, hey, you know, Enrique introduced us, I introduced yeah. you in our dorm or whatever. But then later, Tim Allen says, like, something about how they've only known her and Enrique have only known each other for like a few weeks. Mm hmm. And I was I like, know. well, wait a second, which? But because they do, yeah. she definitely does say, like, oh, you know Enrique, you met yeah. him. When, and I was wondering if that was like a reshoot situation that they like redid. Maybe. Some, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I thought that was strange.
1: Um, it is like a weird moment, but I, it, if that was their intention, I think that's a positive change. Yeah. To have them have like known each other yeah. for longer. Yeah. Um I liked the uh Luke Warm liked the scene where Jamie Lee Curtis was trying to buy the ham from the couple in the grocery store line.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah it's kind of funny. It's tropey, but it's yeah, kind of fun. fun. Um and the book they uh he hauls Frosty up onto the roof in pieces. It's like a three-piece thing that you uh, screw together. Okay. Um so I liked that the movie had them do it like all in one piece. Thought it was more comical. Then we got to have like the noose around Frosty's neck. <laughs> yeah. Even though they did miss potentially a good opportunity for some humor. Yeah. Some dark humor.
0: All right, that was it for better Than movie. We got a few things in the movie. Nailed it.
1: As I expected, practically perfect in every way. Um, a lot of this is actually really similar. It's a fairly faithful adaptation. Yeah, it seems in a like it's so ways. far. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a short list of just some things that I've noted. Uh, the beginning of the movie is really spot on where we start with um, dropping Blair off at the airport and then getting stuff from the grocery store and the pouring rain. And then he gets back to the car and she's like, well, did you talk to the butcher? And he's like, why? You wanted chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's all from the book. There is some minor commentary um, in both the book and the movie about women being the ones who do christmas yeah um and her being the one who has who mainly has to deal with the fallout of his big scheme
0: yeah specifically like the the social parts of christmas yeah yeah
1: Yeah, she's really the one and it's even more so in the book because they we go with him to work a few more times and at work all of his coworkers are like Congratulating him and they're like, Oh, you're so smart. Oh yeah. You're See, so the movie smart. does the opposite. Yeah. The movie,
0: like he he's getting some at work too, where they're yeah. like, Bah humbug, oh, you're not getting anything for Christmas? Mar-. Like they're giving yeah. him shit at work where that's seems like yeah.
1: Yeah, but she really has to deal with all of the social fallout from that. Yeah. Um, everyone putting up a giant frosty on the roof, that's a thing that the neighborhood does.
0: Horrifying. <laughs>
1: As I said, some commentary on suburbia. Commentary. But is it
0: because that's like the good thing in the end? They're like, "Yep, pull back wide camera shot of all those frosties. Look I didn't how beautiful say it was." It is.
1: Successful commentary, <laughs> okay. Um, the newspaper article oh. that they write is from their like their like little local neighborhood newspaper yeah. or whatever about them skipping Christmas. Um, The kids and their uh, free, frosty, quote-unquote, pranks. A lot of that is from the book. The sad tree that loses all of its needles on the way home. And then it's just a sad little branch. Um, Luther falling off the roof, hanging by his ankle. We talked about that. Um, And then the neighbors pulling together to help them decorate and make food and everything so they don't have to eat smoked trout
0: there you go because smoke trout why why I would agree. you buy that frozen pizza's definitely better
1: <laughs> yeah, right she's like it's better than frozen pizza nope, and false. We we're like is it
0: <laughs> i mean I, i'm not saying smoke trout it can't be good but i'm just saying you're having a party with some people maybe just get some frozen yeah. pizzas as opposed to yeah trout
1: we're no. having a pizza party it's <laughs> yeah. fine you yeah, guys fine.
0: that was it for the movie nailed it we got a few odds and ends before we get to the final verdict This is like classic boomer husband and wife comedy in this movie of yeah. like husband hates wife jokes. That's the joke. They fight. <laughs> they hate each other. They don't understand each other. They can't talk about things because we got married when we were sixteen because we couldn't have sex and we just married the first person we <laughs> and dated. We just
1: really wanted to have and sex. We just
0: really wanted to have sex. So we got married. Got married and. I don't know if Tim Allen's technically a boomer. I mean, He is technically a boomer. Tim Allen is. I Tim don't know Allen what I'm is. I don't know if like years wise if it fits into the baby boomer generation. But his he personality. He's a boomer in spirit. in spirit. Which is really what the OK Boomer is all <laughs> yeah. about. Not to get into that whole thing. But the OK Boomer meme is not about your age. It's about your per. It's about your spirit. It's about how you feel about the yeah. world. And Tim Allen is definitely a boomer.
1: I felt so bad for Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie. Ah, she had to kiss
0: Ugh, Tim imagine Allen. Imagine
1: making out with Tim
0: Allen. No. Gross. I won't. I won't. I refuse. <laughs> I absolutely refuse.
1: So that scene with um, Nora meeting the priest at the mall while in her string bikini, I put it here under my general notes because honestly, I could not decide if it was better or worse in the book. Or the movie. Like, because in the movie, on the one hand, it's more horrible and awkward. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's more horrible and awkward. So I did not know what to do with that.
0: I get what you're saying. It's just, yeah. You yeah. can't really, yeah. Uh...
1: I can't suss that one out, you guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So uh, we've talked about it a handful of times. I just want to touch on it a little bit more is that I'd like completely at the beginning of this movie on the crank side. And I don't know if that's the point or not. I, I think know. you're supposed to be. I don't know
1: what the point is. I don't know
0: either. But I'm totally on their side. They're just like, hey, we don't want to do this this year because their daughter's not going to be here. It's sad. We're just going to go do our own thing. Let's yeah. not do Christmas. They maybe don't go about it the best way possible, but mm-hmm. in general, fine. I'm on board with it. And the crazy reaction of their freaking weird neighbors who are like way too obsessed with their neighbors' personal lives. Like I I wave at our neighbors every night. Now, now, again, we don't own this house. We haven't lived here for yeah. years or whatever. But I occasionally wave at like our neighbors. I don't care what they get up to. I'm not involved with their life. I don't. It's so strange to me. And now I grew up in a neighborhood where like we were neighbors were friends and we hung out and their parents hung out and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But even then, I don't think it would be this weird, obsessive, like you have to do like it's so strange. Um, It's very weird to me. And I, I think that they it's it's so culty and horrifying and they should just be allowed to take not do Christmas for a year. Yeah, it's. So uh, I haven't watched the video, and and I <laughs> I have to mention it just because I, it's influenced my viewing of this movie without having seen the content of the video. <laughs> but April Maskew, who was our uh, joined us for the holes episode, she linked a video to us uh, by a YouTuber named Jack Saint, who I've seen other of this this YouTuber's videos, sort of a lefty media critic, um, in the light of like your your Lindsay Ellis's, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, who. Uh, made a move or made a video about this movie uh, about how this movie is about cults. And again, I have not watched a second of this movie. But as soon as I saw that title, it got in my brain. And you, when you, if you think about that, when you watch this movie again without knowing anything he says in the episode or in the video or whatever, it is a hundred percent the first half of this movie yeah. is is like cult behavior one oh one. The shaming, the excising, the 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 enforcement of like the norms between everybody that lives in this neighborhood, the, the weird ritualistic exercise that they all are forced to be a part of. And if they decide to deviate even slightly, they cut you off and they shame you and they threaten you in weird Like it's oh, it is ever like if you got on the cult checklist, hundred percent, because there's a checklist out there and he probably does yeah. this in the video. If I had to guess, you go down the cult checklist, a hundred percent, this neighborhood checks off like every single thing like, on the cult checklist. But what's strange to me is that the movie does that and then turns around and goes, and they're great people, and yeah. this is all A-OK. This is great.
1: I don't... I think... I I think this this story was trying to do a Grinch thing. Yeah. But, like, didn't know how to put a spin on it to make it something other than just... A retelling of The Grinch.
0: Yeah, I, I. The thing that's wild is I think what they needed to do. I don't. I, I not to. I don't. I. I can't even come up with a good idea to like rewrite this film. But I think what they needed to do is come up with a way to where the whole neighborhood realizes what they were doing was weird. Yeah. Tim Allen realizes maybe I was being a bit too. Yeah. They needed. They needed to find that peak centrism.
1: What <laughs> they needed to do. What. The Jim Carrey Grinch does because that's what happens in yeah, that movie, right? I, like everybody kind of comes together and realizes, like, oh, we were all taking this way
0: too far. Yes, that's exactly what they needed to do. the The neighborhood needed to realize, hey, maybe this isn't that big a deal or like maybe we need to like calm down on being so weird and obsessive about everybody's lawn being the same and everybody's house being decorated and, and shaming people for not fitting into our perfect cultural norms that we've all developed for our weird cult but also Tim Allen maybe needed to realize like you know, like maybe he was being a little selfish or something, yeah. like not as much as the movie tries to make it out, I don't think, but like maybe a little bit. Try right. to find a way but to. He was
1: maybe taking it a little too far
0: with like being
1: aggressively. Right. Like,
0: like maybe you could have sent out Christmas cards. Yeah. Maybe you could have like, you or know, like
1: if it was so important to your neighbors, the fuck you can put up the lights then. Yeah. Because we don't care. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like there needed to be some sort of compromise or something, yeah. but it really kind of just ultimately comes to nope. I'm just we're just doing what the neighbors wanted. We're putting up frosty. We're decorating the house. We're going balls to the wall Chris- for Christmas, Christmas. Yeah.
1: Christmas, and then maybe
0: that that too could you because then you could find a really interesting medium there where it's it, it is almost a sort of uh, a, an, an anti-commercialism message to some extent that all these trappings Mm -hmm. of christmas that we all put up every year aren't as important like i don't know how you would do it but i think you come up with a way where they where you do most of the plot similarly Uh but then at the end they just decide maybe we don't need all these decorations Uh, you mean
1: a line maybe something like maybe christmas yeah he thought doesn't come from a store right maybe christmas perhaps means a little, a little bit more.
0: more fair enough and so like the grinch already did it and did it way better so it, you got me there and you're not wrong I, I i that's why i love the Grinch. it's a great you know the, uh, the Jim Carrey one has its moments but the, the the animated one i love it's great it's delightful and, and so i guess that is really like the message of that so they mm-hmm. maybe they didn't want to completely steal that but they just should have they should have just yeah. stole that they should have just done that because it's just it's more interesting and it's a better message. This doesn't yeah. really have a message. It's like nothing. It's this it's like what the message is
1: It's a sloppy half chewed peach sliding out of Tim Allen's
0: ah!
1: mouth. Ah! Ah!
0: <laughs> I didn't know where it was going and then I the <laughs> <sighs> uh. Can we
1: talk about how long the third act of this it's
0: movie is? It's so long. Was? It's like a it's whole so hour long. last last hour of the film. Because we hit the third act, what I assume is the third act, which is where they find out she's coming home. That yeah. feels like the third yes. act beat.
1: That is the inciting incident of the third act.
0: It sure feels like it. And then there, I tur- I clicked the little timer on, and there was an hour yeah. of the movie left. And I was yeah. like, wait, what is happening? Okay, I guess that's what's going on. It's wild.
1: And I, I, it was it was wild to me too because this book is twenty chapters, okay. That last hour of the movie is four chapters of the book. So one hundred percent,
0: yeah, yeah. Like we said, it's it's the third act. Yeah. but the movie makes it most of the movie.
1: Yes, and I, I, I maybe they were thinking like. Oh, scenes with them like panicking and quickly trying to make Christmas happen is gonna be way more funny and like amusing. I think that's the thing. I think was probably the motivation there. But then you end up having to like drag it out and add random shit that doesn't make any sense and doesn't go anywhere.
0: Yeah. I also think it's that because doing that is 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 the most Christmassy quote unquote part of the movie. Yeah. Because a lot of the movie is him not doing Christmas. Yeah. And so if you spend most of the movie him not doing christmas it doesn't feel like that much of a a christmas movie i mean obviously it's still but like you know what i mean so as where when they have that come way early you get to spend the last hour of them putting up decorations talking about christmas food hijinks at those at the supermarket like all your traditional like christmas hijinks you get to do that for an hour as opposed to like the last 25 minutes or whatever
1: christmas hijinks yeah
0: christmas hijinks i really wish they had cast somebody other than tim allen in this role but i 100 percent get why they did it because of what we talked about earlier where he's such a self-righteous asshole in this movie Mm -hmm. eventually that i think that was on purpose that like the turn the third the third act like weird character turn that we talked about we have to dislike tim allen yeah to buy that, we have to dislike his character at this moment to buy his weird motivation twist to then like feel good about him overcoming that. Because yeah. at the beginning of this movie, when I was like on his side, I was like, this would be a really interesting movie if this character was played by like Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. like this really affable guy yeah. who's just like wants to do something nice for him and his wife and everybody's being insane to them.
1: A totally he, different movie. That's what I
0: mean. I actually think you could remake this movie as a dark comedy horror film <laughs> where he decides they're skipping Christmas and then the cult neighbors like take it to the nth degree yeah. and it turns into this crazy, almost like like uh like hot fuzz style. Yeah. Like the neighborhood. Be you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could do that with it, I think would be really interesting, where the neighbor the neighborhood truly turns out to be not only like culty behavior with the, like their thing they're like actually like this crazy cult who's like murders people you know what i mean yeah and i think that would be a really fun like through line for a christmas movie is to basically take this movie but turn it into hot fuzz and then you have like a really clever i think i've had that exact recommendation for another movie before have i not I feel um, like there was another movie where I was watched where I was like, take this movie, but turn it into Hot Fuzz. Yes. <laughs> was I not?
1: That was, um...
0: Turns out all of my movie recommendations bad. are just turn them into Edgar Wright movies. <laughs> Makes sense, but... Uh, I can't remember. It doesn't... Don't tell us what it was. Oh, can
1: you? I will remember what you made that recommendation okay. on. If
0: but I anyways, at our list. so if you they did if they did that that turn where it was like mm-hmm. this weird dark comedy horror thing where like people end up dying or something and it's like actually a cult and that could be a really fun commentary on this sort of weird like it you take the commentary that it seems like the first act of this movie is going for but then follow through with it over the course of the whole movie and take it to the really dark weird extreme. That I kind of wanted it to go to, but then cast instead of an, an, an asshole like Tim Allen cast somebody like Tom Hanks or somebody like that's a really great actor but who's also really affable but can also kind of be of a smart ass but in a lovable way like that's your Tom Hanks or whatever do that this movie be dynamite
1: Oh I agree.
0: Did you figure out what?
1: <laughs> um, it might have been might have been the legend of Sleepy Hollow movie
0: oh it may have been I can't remember but it it doesn't if you remember you write in I'll, I'll try to remember I, I, if I scroll back through the episodes I might be able to remember but I swear there was a movie where I was like it also may not have been an episode it may have been like a movie review I can't remember well
1: we were for a while doing book and movie
0: recommendations yeah but let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up because we're almost done there's some terrible mm-hmm. montage oh sorry
1: Yeah, no. No, go ahead.
0: Did you figure out? There's some terrible montage editing at the end of this movie. God. To the music. They start playing some terrible Christmas music, and there's like 87 cuts in like... It was
1: like making me feel sick.
0: Oh, it's it's headache inducing. It's a nightmare. I don't know whose decision that was, but they don't do that. It's really, really bad.
1: Yeah, never do that. No,
0: don't ever do that. You had a note about the racism, which we brought up earlier, so we got to talk about that before we get to The racism
1: in this book. Oh, boy. I'm just gonna read some little snippets from uh, Skipping Christmas, a novel by John Grisham. Okay, so this is after they find out that Blair is coming home, um, and that she is bringing her Peruvian fiancé. Who's coming to the party? I haven't got that far yet. Now move, and change clothes. You look ridiculous. Don't Peruvians have dark skin, he asked. Nora froze for a second. They stared at each other, then both looked away. I guess it doesn't matter now, she said. I guess what
0: doesn't matter now?
1: Don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, next. As a South American, Enrique was more than a little hesitant to voluntarily get into the back of a police car.
0: I don't know if that's racist so much as I
1: feel like it's a little racist from the author.
0: I, I'm not saying it couldn't be, but it could because uh, that.
1: I feel like we're making some assumptions about who he is and where he comes from.
0: I guess that's true. True. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it's also, you know, there corrupt police is a rather large I I- issue in a lot of South America. I get it. So, but yeah, you're not wrong in that regard.
1: Um, and then a couple of. Lines over.
0: But also, I would be worried about that regardless of where I was. Like at the
1: Fair. Fair.
0: Cops ask me to get in the back of a police car in America. I'm not, I mean, I'll be fine. I'm a big white dude. But, I, you know, it's its own problem here.
1: <laughs> um, and a, couple, a couple lines later, uh, this is one of the police officers talking. Had a cousin went to Mexico one time, Salino said. But let it go because there was nothing else to add. The cousin had almost died, but Selena wisely decided not to venture into third world horror stories.
0: Is Mexico a third world country? I don't believe so. Because I
1: don't believe also, it is. Also, we don't
0: call them third world countries anymore. That's, I don't know when this was, this was 2001. Think, I think, I mean, I, people um, still call places third world countries. From my understanding, that is not the preferred way to describe its developing right. countries Right. You no. Know,
1: yes. Absolutely.
0: And that sort of thing, uh, maybe developed countries, and even that may not be the, the the proper way to refer to that anymore. But yeah, we don't call places. But I, d- world I
1: also, and anymore. I also don't think that any of that describes Mexico no, I, accurately. I, I,
0: no. Uh, no, I, no, definitely I'm not, not third next world part, I don't I think. Like bet. even though, even <laughs> traditionally what you would call a third world country, I don't think that's been accurate for Mexico for a very long time. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know.
1: And finally, back with the cranks. The door opened and Blair rushed in. Nora and Luther both glanced at her first, then quickly looked beyond to see how dark Enrique was. He wasn't dark at all! Exclamation- (laughs) Hooray!
0: He passes the skin color test! John Grisham. Everybody. (sighs) It's like, that's like the family guy sketch where he pulls out like the paint swatches and is like, holds them up and is like terrorist up to like, you know, white person or whatever. Oh boy. Do you
1: remember the other day when I was finishing this and I was reading and I kept putting the book down and going, oh my God, oh my God, that's what I was reading. Woof,
0: woof, woof. He was so light skinned. He was just like us just a normal human, not like those other people.
1: And then later, like a page later, they decide to like him more. Um, His English is perfect, oh. Nora whispered to Blair. Oh. Better than mine, she whispered back. Oh. I thought you said he'd never been to the U.S.
0: He's so articulate. He was
1: educated in London. <laughs> and well-spoken. Yep. And not dark at all! Exclamation
0: mark. Woo! God darn <laughs> oh, no. It's gonna be a wolf for me dog Real big one holy cow That's yep Dope yep. great stuff That's A-plus. a thing that
1: I read for you
0: guys A plus stuff Oh boy Oh, Okay let's uh that's uh My only other note was man I thought this movie Needed to end and then Dan Aykroyd started playing Accordion and singing
1: Also a thing that happened <sighs>
0: <laughs> Let's do it Final <laughs> verdict
1: Now,
0: are you ready for your sentence? Sentence? But there must be a verdict first. Sentence
1: first. Verdict afterwards. Um, in the spirit of skipping Christmas, I'm skipping my final verdict this week. (gasps) What? I don't want to award a better status to either of these. I really, really
0: don't. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I, 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 I... I can see that
1: the book was bad. The movie was bad. Don't read it. Don't watch it. Watch The Grinch.
0: Yeah, that's like that for real. Like if that's for a similar, like a much infinitely better version of this story, like of this kind of idea of like a moral for a Christmas movie. Watch The Grinch. Read The Grinch. Watch The Grinch.
1: Don't read or watch this bullshit. It's terrible. It's It's awful. The worst.
0: All right. That's going to do it for this very special Christmas episode of this film is lit. As always, you can do us a giant favor by supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash this film is lit. Support us for as much as you want. Uh, You can also do us another huge favor by giving us a review on iTunes or anywhere else that you can review us, that you listen to us. Uh, but reviews on iTunes are the ones that are most important. We just hit like 63 reviews and we just hit five stars. We're up to five. We were at 4.9. We had all five star reviews and one four star review for a long time. And so for the longest time we were at 4.9, but we just hit enough five star reviews the other day that we are now a 5.0 rated review with our 63 reviews. Nice. So there you go. Thanks everybody. It's fantastic. Uh, We really appreciate that you guys enjoy listening to our podcast. We will have an episode of, I think it will come out after this, uh, of uh, our review of The Rise of Skywalker. We saw it. We're going to see it again this coming weekend, and I think Mm -hmm. I want to wait until after that. Yeah, uh,
1: I think a second viewing would probably do us some good. I think
0: a second viewing will help uh, and allow me to write some more notes down and kind of gather my head around it. we've talked about it we had a post on twitter and facebook and stuff about it uh that we saw it and that we're going to do a review that will be out and that won't just be for patrons normally our movie reviews are just for patrons but we've done the other two well we didn't do we weren't doing this podcast when right uh force awakens came out but we did a main episode for uh last jedi so we're going to do the same thing for Rise of Skywalker, we'll have a bonus episode that'll be for everybody, but then most of our other movie reviews and that sort of thing will just be for patrons mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. But you can look forward to that probably this coming weekend, uh, maybe like Monday, uh, the Monday after this episode comes out. So like right before New Year's, yeah, um, you'll, you'll get our Rise of Skywalker feelings. Uh, our little brief spoiler-free thing is neither of us completely hated it, but there were lots of things we didn't like yeah and a few things we did and it was okay <laughs> like <laughs> but it, i didn't dislike it as much as i thought i would but i also disliked some things more than i thought i it's would A
1: one thumb going yeah
0: that's a one thumb slightly down teetering back and <laughs> forth but you'll you, we'll get into it yeah. in the full episode so you can look forward to that soon and finally katie what do we got coming up next
1: So next week, we are taking a break from our usual format. Um, We'll put out the Rise of Skywalker review, like we said, um, but we won't have a regular This Film is Lit episode next week. We're taking a week off. (sighs) The week after that, we will be back in 2020. Yep. um, And we are starting out. We'll have a prequel episode We're starting with a listener's choice, so you guys will be able to vote on what you would like to hear about. Um, This listener's choice has a theme, and the theme is, I didn't know that was a book, Disney edition. Ooh. So our options will be Bambi.
0: Didn't know that was a book.
1: The Rescuers.
0: Didn't know that was a book.
1: And 101 Dalmatians.
0: I don't think I knew that was a book either
1: yeah
0: there you go so there you oh, go that's yeah, we'll your have options some
1: options to choose from
0: you get to vote we're doing a Disney movie that'll be a lot of fun so like she said next week we're off but you'll get a rise of Skywalker review kind of in place of a normal episode and then after that we'll have our prequel episode and then in three weeks from now when you're listening to this we'll have our main episode about one of those Disney films mm-hmm. and until that time guys gals non-binary and everybody else
1: keep reading books
0: keep watching movies And have a merry Christmas.
1: Unless you're skipping it.
0: Unless you're skipping it. Which is totally valid. Have a happy holidays. Do that too. Do whatever you want. Just enjoy yourself. Live life. It's great. And happy new year. We love you. Bye.